Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. Oh, 
This whole uh, series that we're in right now is called It's Christmas Time. And I want to explain that just for a few minutes because in the, you know, in, in the Bible, we God's people, God's people need those times to celebrate because God knew we needed that because he made us and he knows what we need in our life. And they've always had these festivals to be able to celebrate uh, the great things that the Lord has done in the earth. And Christianity is also in the same way where we have these major moments in time every year where we're celebrating the things about the Lord. Thanksgiving being really, it's, that's in America tradition, American tradition, but giving thanks to God. But when it comes to Christmas, that's a worldwide uh, where we're celebrating literally uh, Christ. Yeah. And the, the love of God, the love of God giving his son and the word Christmas, so you understand this, and the reason why many of the liberals and uh, the people that are trying to destroy Christmas, they don't want to say that word. Uh, that's why they use Xmas or they use holidays, uh, because Christ is in the word. And literally, Christmas means Christ mass, meaning the worship of Jesus. Yeah. And so when we say Merry Christmas, we're actually telling someone Get excited about worshiping Jesus. And man, I love that, you know, it's been extended where, you know, it used to be a couple of weeks before Christmas. Now it's even before Thanksgiving, people are getting in the mood. But I, I love that it's been extended, you know, and, and for a month, we're able to say, hey, let's have a Merry Christmas. In other words, let's get excited about what this is really all about. It's about the hope of the world coming to us our father, how much he loved us, and we need to get excited about worshiping Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so that's why, man, we decorate. We, this is, I want y'all to enjoy this season. Enjoy this season. Don't allow the enemy to rob you of this time. And so the first message we're going into uh, this week in this, in this series is Peace on Earth. So the title of today, and you want a peace, Cindy. Yes. So you're about to get some. Peace on Earth. Who can use some peace in their life? Amen. Who thinks our earth can use some peace? Come on. Yeah. And so we want to have peace. Now let me kind of set this up. You know, in the scripture, in Luke chapter 2, it talked about how Mary and Joseph had, uh, there was a census and they had to travel to Bethlehem and not realizing that what the government was doing was actually positioning uh, the Lord's will to be accomplished. Sometimes the things we get upset with, uh, we don't realize that God can be using it all. Can I get an amen? To get us in position. And so he was able to get Joseph and Mary in position to be in Bethlehem, and that's where they would have Jesus, and he was born in a manger. And so the Lord wanted to let people know what was going on, and so he had an angel that was out in the field speaking to shepherds. And he was talking to the shepherds about this moment. And the reason of why he was sending Jesus is also in this scripture. So I want you to see this in Luke chapter 2, verse 11. It says, for today in the city of David, there has been born for you a savior. Who is he born for? Us, right? And so it says, who is the Christ, the Lord? And this will be the sign for you. You will find him wrapped in the clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly armies of angels praising God 
and saying, so I love the fact that it was, you know, a whole army. And I love how the Lord, he didn't say, you know, it was just a choir. He said, no, an army. You know that we are the army of the Lord. So he said this army, and he's even called the Lord of armies. So this army of angels goes and they start praising God. And in verse 14, it says, glory to God in the highest. Isn't there a song with that? Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, watch this, on earth, peace among people with whom he is pleased. So there you see that one of the purposes of our Lord was to bring peace, right? Yeah. But peace to who? Because you also have to read the scriptures with the scriptures in mind, the totality of the word. And so if you look in Luke chapter 12, verse 5, it actually talks about when Jesus himself said that I did not come upon the earth to bring peace, but I actually came upon the earth to bring division. Hmm, interesting. And then if you look in Matthew 10, 34, the Lord said, I did not come on the earth to bring peace, but I actually came to bring a sword. And so you have three different things going on where the angel is proclaiming that, you know, our Lord Jesus was given to us to bring about peace, right? And but then you have Jesus saying he didn't come to bring peace, but division. He didn't come bring peace, but war. And there is division when you start talking about Jesus. I mean, we know even probably with family members that are in your family, that as soon as you bring up our Lord Jesus Christ and talk about serving him, there's division that happens. We know in the scriptures that, you know, as the world gets older, it doesn't get more peaceful. It gets with more turmoil. There's more wars and rumors of wars. And so we, we see all this in scripture. So that's why we have to look at that scripture better when it comes to Luke uh, 2.14, when it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among people and what? In whom he is pleased. And so he has come not to give people peace to everyone, to offer it to everyone, but to give it to those in whom he's pleased. What pleases God? Hebrews chapter uh, 11, when we have faith in Jesus Christ. And so without faith, it's impossible to please God. So when we have faith in Jesus Christ, guess what? We have real peace that is going to come inside of our life. When the rest of the world can be in turmoil, we can have complete, total, absolute peace because of our Lord. Amen. That's pretty powerful. Amen. But just like we, when we were reading in the Ancient Path devotional, if you're reading that, which you, I encourage you to do so, we just went into the book of Peter, 1 Peter, and I love what he says at the beginning of the chapter one. He said, for those of you that have the same faith as we have, there's a lot of people that don't have the same faith as Peter and John and James and Paul had, and that's why They're not pleasing, and that's why they don't have peace. And so we need to have that same faith. You can be worshiping, Paul even said, a different Jesus. We need to make sure that we are worshiping the right Jesus, and we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? The Son of God, where we can truly be pleasing to the Lord so that that peace can come over us and in us. Now, the world can't give you this, can it, Cindy? No, it cannot. This is a different kind of peace that the world offers. We see in John 14, 27, it says, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. 
So he's saying right here, I am leaving this for you. I am giving this to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled nor fearful. You see, we have a peace. Jesus gives us a peace that rests on the inside of us that no matter what is going on around us, no matter the turmoil, the chaos, the craziness, it should not affect our peace that is within us. Yeah. And why is that? Because peace is actually a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are given the Holy Spirit comes to reside inside of you. One of the fruits we see in Galatians 15 is peace. So with that peace comes authority. And you have the authority. No one can take that peace from you. So life and the enemy, the enemy is constantly trying to steal your peace. Life is constantly trying to steal your peace. What he's saying is, I have given this to you and no one has the authority to strip you from it except for yourself. Let me say something about that, Cindy, because when you have something valuable, Hmm. how many know uh, people will want to take it? I mean, how many of you locked your cars in the church parking lot <laughs> because it's valuable, right? You don't know, want anyone to get to it, so you lock it up. So the thief can't break in and get to it. You know, I, my truck broke down. You know, it was uh, uh, dark Friday for us men. And so we, <laughs> I took the boys and we went camping and the grandkids, two of the grandkids, a four and five-year-old, and it got to 33 degrees. But we survived. I, I, don't think, I don't think Levi slept very good. But his kids that were night. peaceful. <laughs> he kept checking them, make sure. <laughs> but my truck broke down on the way up, and I had to use my mother's vehicle. Uh, it broke down. I was actually bringing her home. It broke down as I was pulling in her driveway. It was smoking and everything. So I was like, I was thankful to be able to get there. But I have my kayaks that are in back of the truck. And those kayaks are very valuable things to my boys and I. And so I'm leaving today to bring my mom's car back to her, but also to take my kayaks out and, and hide them because I don't want someone up in Croc Springs, Louisiana taking my kayaks. Come on, somebody. And so uh, why? It's you valuable. Did, you, you just told everyone where. <laughs> did I say Croc Springs? I mean, uh. Oki Kanoe or something, you know, somewhere else. Uh, yeah, don't take my kayak. So, but it's the same way with the enemy. I mean, in scripture, it said salvation is so valuable that a man sold everything he had and went and yeah. put it in a field and protected that. Well, peace is so valuable. Who believes right. peace is valuable? Amen. Well, Satan and the enemy, let me tell you something. He is, life itself is trying to rob that from us. And we cannot let it, like you're saying, Cindy, we cannot let it. Yeah, and you think about this, you know, I thought about it earlier in Ephesians 6, when it talks about the armor of God, what does the the Lord tell you to shod your feet with? The gospel of peace. Yeah. And think about that as a warrior. If you want to stop someone coming to you, you can hit them in all kinds of places, but if you take out their feet, they cannot stand and fight. So I think we need to realize Mm. the importance that peace has 
in our mm. fight and to be able to stand against the enemy. It is very important. And it's something that the enemy is not going to stop. Just think of it. The enemy is like a chihuahua, you know? Was that a good chihuahua? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just constant, constant. He's constantly going to come and try to attack and strip that from you. And, and think about it. So if your peace is taken out from under you, you can't fight for your marriage. Yeah. You can't fight for your children. You can't fight for purpose. You can't fight for a community. We got to make sure, because there are so many things out there trying to rob us of our peace. And, you know, one of them things is bad news. Yeah, just bad news. Think about it. Um, our peace is one phone call away from being taken away. Or shall I say given away? Come on, who's ever had, the, I've had that phone call. Or to try to steal it. Yeah, that would, that would try to steal that peace from me. And you can't let it. You can't let that yeah. happen. I mean, what about relationship troubles? I mean, you can be at peace and then all of a sudden because relationship troubles happen, all of a sudden there's, there's turmoil, right? And so it can be in a marriage where uh, there is struggle and, and it can be turmoil and it can, it can try to rob you of this divine peace that has been given to you and you can't allow that to happen. You know, I, I've actually, relationships can be, it could be one conversation. One conversation, come on, can just come at you and try to, to strip you of that peace. I remember a day where I was just struggling with this person, not this person, so thankful. And man, I just, my peace, I gave my peace away. I mean, I was just upset and all of this. And immediately, you know, the Holy Spirit said, why are you giving this person so much power in your life? Why are you giving your authority to this person to be able to just shake you like this? It's that easy. You know, another thing that can strip you is money issues, you well, know, financial. Well, before you go to that, it's loss. Because yeah. when you talk about relationship, there is loss. And that's why in the holidays, many times there's people that, you know, the holidays mm. becomes a very down thing because they're thinking about who's not there. Yeah. And they're thinking about, oh, maybe, you know, our family's been splintered. And it's a bl blended family. And because of that, you know, there's, you know, possibility because of people living in different places where you're not going to have them this holiday. So you, you look at all of this and it can, it can all begin to be overwhelming. It can all begin to rob your peace. But I'm telling you, you got to keep your peace. Yeah. Amen. You got to keep your peace. The, the world is after it. Life is after it. Circumstances are after it, but you don't have to yield it up. And another big thing, like you're saying in Christmas time is when people's money finances. Yeah, and I think really, you know, we, we get into that, the pressure of uh, what, Chris, what the world said Chris, Christmas is, like it's a time of giving, and when you're under a financial strain, you feel that pressure, and I know most people, their heart is to be able to give and to be a blessing, and when you can't do that, that can actually strip you of your peace. And so I wanna encourage you, just stay rooted to the true reason. Okay, it's not about giving to others, but it's what the Father gave to us. That's what the true reason of Christmas if is. You don't, because if not, you're going to let these pressures come in of having to out, outdo the person that's giving to you. Yeah. Or to outdo your neighbor or, you know, thinking, well, I, it needs to be more. And when we do that, like Cindy said, we're losing what Christmas is all about. It's about what our Father gave us. Yeah. 
That's right. Is really what it's about. It's what our father gave us. He gave us Jesus Christ. It's good to give, but it can't, it can't be about the amount. It can't right. be about how much you have or you don't have. Look, there have been times in Cindy and I's life, uh, especially when I first went into ministry, I mean, I mean, we were making like peanuts and the peanuts were cracked and the chocolate was licked off of them. I mean, it was, you know, not much there. And I remember Cindy and I, we were, you never eat peanuts with the chocolate licked off? If you got kids, you know. It's an inside yeah, joke, Thank y'all. you, thank you, yeah. No. So, uh, but if, you know, there have been times where Cindy and I, for holidays and for Christmas, we would make uh, gifts, Cindy would. I would make gifts. Uh, I would watch and encourage her as the coach, right? And, uh, but it would be cans of like fruitcake because it's all we had. And so we would just, or bake something and bring it. I mean, and, and, and look, you can't allow when you're in those places to, to bring you down. It did not rob yeah. our peace. We were very grateful yeah. to be able to do that for people. And actually, because it was so personal, I believe many times people took it in a, even a, to mean more to them mm-hmm. than if it would have been more expensive. Right. Can I get an amen? Amen. So don't get caught up in all of the craziness of having to spend so much money, or if you get socks, be happy that you got socks. You're always happy when I get you socks. I actually like socks, <laughs> especially when they clean in my drawer. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so it's just important. And, and sickness, sickness can do the same thing. Man, when you're sick, whew, it's tough. It can rob you, and we, we, we can't allow the enemy to take these things from us. Uh, what about? Yeah, regret. W- regret would be another one. You know, again, thinking of what you don't have, things that, um, conversations you wish you wouldn't have spoken, things you wish you wouldn't have done. And so regret can really weigh, weigh heavy. And so I just want to encourage you, listen, you apologize, you ask for forgiveness, and then take a step forward. Don't allow that to weigh you down and rob you of your peace. And then lastly, envy and sin. I mean, this time of the year is a lot of time of the year where people are, you know, the envious. Listen, if you need to, don't look at Instagram. Come on. And Facebook. Come on. And, and you know, whatever else is out there. Don't look at it. But realize that, you know, that's, most of that's not completely real anyway. Can I get that's an amen? That's right. Amen. I mean, take, for instance, Joey and Sarai's, you know, Joey's not here. I'll talk about him. Where's Sarai at? Where's Sarai at? Sarai did such a great job. She's on this side. Sarai, can I have permission to tell this story? So Sarai, you know, uh, she knows what I'm about to tell. So they go on this vacation, her and Joey, and, you know, but on Instagram, you look, and, man, they were taking pictures in the river and the mountains and smiling, and it looked like, oh, Joey and Sarai had this wonderful vacation until things turn. But, you know, you're not going to post that you flipped a canoe and lost half your gear and couldn't sleep and, you know, the tent flipped over and just, you, you're not going to post all of the misery or, you know, that they, by the time Sarai got to where they were going, I mean, she had felt like she had been abandoned in the wilderness for 30 days. Wait, I must say, we have such a sweet son-in-law. He, he, he saw sweet. that she was trying to fake it. She's like, fake it till I make it. He saw that she was a little miserable, so he said, baby, we'll paddle all the way. We'll take this three-day trip and shorten it. He paddled 25 miles 
in seven hours. Constant. To get his bride to dry land. Isn't that great? That's why we call him Captain America. Can I get an amen? He did. <laughs> but the point is, you're looking and you're thinking all this stuff and you're looking at your life and then you can start envying, not yeah. really knowing the real story. Can I get an amen? Yeah, that's true. And so it's important that we don't allow these things. Listen, Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. And he desires for us to walk in his peace. Amen. Who wants to walk in the peace of Jesus Christ? Amen? All right, so how can we have peace in a world that is full of turmoil? Guys, these aren't just, you know, things that, oh, yeah, that's great. Glad you shared that, Pastor Mark. No, these are great biblical truths, okay? So how can we have peace in the, the world of turmoil? Well, number one is you got to make peace. Come on. You got to make peace. You know, in the scripture, in Matthew 5, 9, it said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. And so, you know, you're like, oh, man, I ain't got peace in my marriage. I ain't got peace at work. I, ain't, I don't have peace in my finances. I don't have all this peace. Well, the Lord says, then get up and do something about it. Yeah, amen. We, we have actions that we can apply in the natural that will change the atmosphere that we're in. All we have to do is realize that we are the solution. You know, if, if someone said, well, you know, it's just no peace. I don't have peace at work. I don't have peace in this relationship. Well, you are the solution. Who is children of God in here? You're a child of the Lord. Then it says the children of God are peacemakers. So if you're a child of the Lord, then you have the power to be the peacemaker that comes in and finds the path. Yeah, amen. And, and that path may be a kind word. That path may be, hey, man, let me sit down, and I, I think I hurt you, so let me share my heart, and I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. you know, you can bring a lot of peace with just saying I'm sorry. Yeah, amen. You can, you can bring peace with, with when maybe you're not lining up on the same schedule. Maybe you're not lining up in the same vein. Well, you know what you do when you're not lining up, especially with your spouse, is you compromise. That's when you, and you say, well, I, I ain't compromise. I'm standing. This is what I'm doing. Well, then you can be unhappy and lose your peace. Because if mama ain't happy, nobody ain't happy. Come on, somebody. No, you got to compromise, and you got to find a way to have peace. Because not compromising is using the wisdom of the world. Go read James chapter 3. Mm. James chapter 3, if you're going to have the wisdom from above, you're willing to compromise. Yeah. Why? To find the path of peace. As a matter of fact, the wisdom of above is always looking for the path of peace. It's always sowing peace. It knows that a kind word turns away wrath. It knows that kindness is what our world needs. Come on, someone. Amen. It knows that forgiveness is greater than judgment. See, it knows these things. And so we are peacemakers. And so if you have, you know, in a world with turmoil, you are the solution. You, 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 you are the solution to bringing peace. The world and the people of the world don't know how to do that. You do. You are God's people. We're his children. And we're called peacemakers because we should be able to bring peace as much as depends on us. 
The scripture tells us that in Romans 13, that as much as depends on you, be at peace with everyone. Listen, I got some people that probably aren't at peace with me, but it doesn't mean I don't have to, I have to be not at peace with them. Can I get an amen? Amen. And we need to remember that in our lives. So another way that we have peace in the world of turmoil is to demand peace. Remember the story when the disciples were on the boat and a storm came and Jesus was asleep on the boat and they're like, Jesus, wake up, we're going to die. And what did Jesus do? Jesus got up and he spoke to the storm. He spoke to the turmoil and he said, peace, hush, be still. Sometimes when those things in life hit you like a storm, who's ever been hit by like a storm? And that storm wants to take you out. That situation wants to knock you off your feet. You need to rise up, allow the spirit of God to rise up in you. I have often told myself, just like King David said, soul, shut up. Sometimes you have to say that. When you're like, ah, freaking out on the inside, some of us freak out on the outside too, okay? When you start to freak out, you say, soul, shut up in the name of Jesus. I have peace, which is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and I stand on the strong foundation of Jesus Christ, and I will not be shaken. Important note, you can tell yourself to shut up. But don't go, Cindy, shut up. No. That will not bring peace. No, no. Hey, wait, wait, wait. That brings all out war. Wait, I I, want to give a little encouragement to the guys. I'm going to tell you a little trick. If your woman is acting crazy, because sometimes we do, we act crazy, and, and you want her to calm down, do not tell her calm down. It will have the opposite effect, okay? So if you're speechless, and come on, amen from the women. If, if y'all are like, well, I don't know what to say. This is what you say. Hey, bae, can I help you? Is there, can, can I help you with something? Even though she's crazy and she needs to calm down, that is a fact. I know it's the truth, but this is where you give a little grace and say, can I help you, baby? Mm. So don't like, if you're like, oh my God, this is, don't go, hey, peace, be still. No. <laughs> no. That's not going to work? No. Okay. That's what we call a Bible bullet. <laughs> and it will not do well. <laughs> Bible, you, those kind of Bible scripture. bullets don't work. Use they, another they scripture, work. yeah. Amen. Anyway, Amen. <laughs> But anyway, so it's important to know that you can bring peace to something that is out of your natural control. That's, that's you powerful. You have the power to do that. You know, uh, that's important to understand right there. Team, you come up. That's important to understand right there is that, say that again, you can bring peace that's out of your natural, you can bring peace to something that is out of your natural control. See, when I was talking about being a peacemaker, you know, that's when we can use the natural actions to bring peace to our environment. But we're not limited to just the natural actions. This is two very powerful things. Yeah. You also have the power of your tongue where you speak peace into a situation in a wise way. Right. You speak peace into a situation so you can hit it spiritually and naturally to bring about peace in your environment. 
Now, for the last one today, to help you out, especially when you talk about a world that's full of turmoil, is how do you bring peace in turmoil? How do you bring peace when there's turmoil? All right, that's the next point right there. How do you release that turmoil? How do you release it to make sure that it's not messing you up inside, messing you up in your relationships? I love this scripture in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Very powerful scripture. It's one that I find in Christianity we don't follow very well. We know it very well, but we don't follow it very well. That's why James said, don't just be hearers of the words, but be doers of the words. Amen. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, don't be anxious about anything. Say anything. Anything. So no matter what's going on in your life right now, you don't have to allow anxiety to come in and destroy your peace, to rob you of your peace. You don't have to allow that, but you can actually do something about it. It says, but in everything, with prayer and pleading, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So a couple things here. I love that it's, it's not just prayer because sometimes it gets lost in our interpretation, but he emphasizes. He said prayer, which is communication to the Lord, but he said pleading. And so there is a, when you have turmoil and to be able to release that turmoil, you're going to have to plead. It's almost, you're not just speaking, but you're pleading and you're, you're, you're calling out. And Jesus taught us this in prayer. He said, you got to be persistent and you have to be consistent. He taught us with the widow. He taught us with the friend that came over late at night, kept knocking, knocking, knocking. In other words, pleading is you got to go to God. And it's almost like uh, some of you gray haired people in here know what I'm talking about. Mr. Roy, you know what I'm talking about. You got to pray through. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pray until you connect yeah. with the Lord. Amen. How many of you know what I'm talking about when I say pray yeah. through? Some of these guys. A lot of people they just pray and they, they stop, and they wonder why they don't have the peace because you didn't plead, you didn't pray through, you didn't what we call press in. You gotta pray through and you gotta press in so that you can get the benefit of what God's going to do, but also the peace that's gonna come. That I'm gonna show you, but. But it says, so pleading with thanksgiving, so thankfulness in your hearts. But watch this. Let your requests be made known to God. Does it say let your requests be made known to your spouse? Let your requests be made known to the pastor? Let your requests be made known to a counselor? Let your requests be known to a friend? No, it didn't say any of that. And I think that's why many people don't find this divine peace is because instead of giving the request to the right person, they're taking their turmoil and they're releasing it to the wrong person. Wow. So instead of having peace, you spread turmoil because then that person just got up all in your turmoil. And the Lord says, whoa, bring it to me. Not to someone else, bring it to me. Is that not what the scripture says? It says, and it says, watch this. Everything plead with thanksgiving. Make your request be made known to God. And watch this. And something will happen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
So when we bring it to the right person, with the right attitude, with a pleading, with a pressing in, then something supernatural happens that your circumstance, there's no way in the natural thinking, in the natural mind, in the natural eyes, should I be at peace, but I am at peace. Why? Because you've given it to the one, the only one, to be honest with you, that can really do something about it. Amen. And because you've given it to him, he gives you a peace that goes past your turmoil. And then not only that, he said that peace will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but that's pretty powerful. Amen. There's nobody in this room or listening to me that needs to allow turmoil to steal your peace. We just have to learn what to do with it. Whether it's the natural actions, whether it's speaking to it, or whether it's going to our Father and giving it to Him so that that peace can really come upon us. Amen? Amen. Peace. The Lord says, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give. In the books, the disciples this morning, Peter, he said, peace and grace be to you. Speaking it, speaking it. We're going to speak it over you today. Come on, stand to your feet, everyone in here. No one looking around, no one going anywhere, no one moving. Come on, I want you to just bow your heads, close your eyes, bring up the instruments, some for me, please. Come on, just lift your hands in this place. Allow the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of peace, to fill this place feel this place, to feel your life. You come in here today, many of you. And man, last service, we watched so many people find peace in these altars. I believe you come in here, and whether it was relationship, whether it was sickness, whether it was finances, whether it was just the world in general, you've, you've got turmoil. You want to release that to the Lord. Who in here says, man, I know i got some turmoil. I need to release the Lord. Raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. Come on, raise it up high. That's me, Pastor. That's me. Well, let me tell you something. Today, all these hands going up everywhere, you're going to be able to release that to the Lord. Because I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to plead to Him. And He's going to give you a peace that I promise you, you you're not even going to be able to even understand if you take advantage of it. And so if you raise your hand, and some of you that didn't raise your hand, you need this peace. Do not leave this place without this peace. I want to give you this peace of the Lord. I want you to move out your chairs and begin to come down to this altar. I want my pastors moving. We're going to pray for you. We're going to believe, but I want you to press in. I want you to press in, and I want you to plead. I want you to let the person pray for you. Know exactly what it is that you're praying for. Come on, move, guys. There's more than this. Move out your seat and get down to this altar. Get down to this altar and allow the Lord to do this. Allow God's peace to come upon you. Come on, my pastors. I need you moving, pastors. Come on, Pastor Terry. Come on, Amy. Come on, y'all move. Come on, peace. Come on, just move down here. Move down here. There's more. Move down here. Get out of your seat. Today, your turmoil ends if you get out of your seat. Get out of your chair. Get out and move down here right now. Yes. 
worship as we begin to press in with these at the altar. Come on, begin to worship. God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant, the faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven to do just what you say. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow,
yourself. We put our faith in Jesus. Listen that again, I put my faith. Amen.